you doing, guys? Thanks for coming. It's great to see so many people here tonight. Um, people are still making their way in. Have a few, grab a drink, grab what you want. But we are going to be kicking off now in a minute. I just want to thank everybody for making this happen. It's been nearly two years since our last live podcast. Uh, and this was the Wiley Fox, and this is a lot different. Uh, last time I was on this stage, uh, I was sitting with blind boy thinking to myself going i'd love to come back here and actually do a live podcast so we've pulled this off tonight and thank you it wouldn't have happened without you guys and your support it really makes all the difference thank you for coming kicking us off is going to be uh caroline west's first ever glow west live which is fantastic well i am delighted to welcome for her first ever live glow west caroline west bring her on stage caroline Tell them it's my first one. The nerves. Oh my God. Um, I really want an Oprah moment of like throwing out bags of lube. Um, my husband thinks it's tacky. He doesn't know me. Tacky is good. Tacky is like the best thing in the world. Um, but I won't throw them out, but come up and find me and I will give you bags of lube. So let's start all that way. Um, apparently it's a health and safety thing if I take someone's eye out with a bag of lube. It's probably not a good thing. But anyway, um, so yeah, I'm so excited and um, whirl of emotions. Literally drove down from Galway straight out to do this, so this is fab. And I want to talk about sex and orgasms and scare you <laughs> with all those things. Um, we won't ask for anyone to share their personal stories because we haven't got time for a therapy session, um, <laughs> even though my guest is a sex therapist, so that's fab. Um, so I want to welcome her on. She's been on the podcast before. We talked about porn addiction which is not a thing, and that's, we might get to that today. Um, she is, in my opinion, Ireland's first and foremost sex therapist. She's a sex therapist extraordinaire. And she's also on her way to becoming Dr. Aoife as she studies chemsex, which we'll come back to again on the podcast again. But I want to welcome the absolutely amazing, wonderful, and she has great taste in cars because we have the same car, um, Aoife Jury. <laughs> down get cozy yeah i just want to say that i have another two and a half years before i'm a doctor so (laughs) it counts very high accounts accounts we'll we'll time you we'll get a little calendar and count you down and all that Mm. kind of jazz so um welcome aboard so you are a sex therapist Mm. and student what is a sex therapist for those who don't know are you having sex with your patients no Good answer. For clarity's sake and for insurance purposes, <laughs> I am not. Um, and that's very, how you get struck off very quickly. That um, is wise. Can't say the same for a few of uh, the Freudian <laughs> Carl Jung days, um, but uh, we're beyond that Don't now. say more. It's alleged. Alleged. A- alleged. alleged. Yeah, we don't want a lawsuit. It's my yeah. first show, Eva. Don't get me sued <laughs> for the whole first thing. Okay, so we what we wanted to talk about today was... Sexual pleasure. Hmm. 90% of the room is probably interested in sexual pleasure, apart from eight sexual friends. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Uh, or those struggling with it or whatever is kind of going on. Yeah. But we're really great at like naming what other pleasures we're into in life. Like people yeah. love donuts or IKEA yeah. or pennies or yeah. wine. 
And well, you're listening comes... everything you like. Yeah. <laughs> I, I may be, I may be. This is uh, going to be a therapy session for me mm-hmm. too. Um, but what is sexual pleasure? Why do we have such issues talking about it? And why is poor Tony always so embarrassed to get my emails by mistake? <laughs> do you want to take a mic, Tony? <laughs> we can do it live. <laughs> a live session. Um, no, so um, good, I suppose that is a, like a, it is a poor a question, question. But, but a really good question because um, actually I was maybe handy to start with. Um, I had I was giving a lecture to uh, first year students in DCU and I, I'd, I had a slide and I said, you know, um, what is sex? Um, and asked them to define it. And of course, they're eight, 18, 19 year olds and so silence for about five minutes until I asked the third time and then someone said it's whatever you define it as being and I was like <gasps> yes good answer the younger generations are coming out for us yeah wow. um, and, and that's exactly it like pleasure is whatever you define it as being so it's subjective to yeah. the individual and to the couple and that's just really how I look yeah. at it as being something that brings you joy excitement um, uh, a contentment is even like it doesn't have to be something yeah. that's shouting from the rooftop pleasure is whatever feels good for you excellent so shout out for lazy sex mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so where mm-hmm. we don't have to be super enthusiastic but we're like go on no, then no, we'll... yeah that's where the contentment yeah, for... comes into because it's okay if it's yeah. not um you know that kind of front of Cosmo. Well, see, stuff. this is the problem. So growing up in a world where Pornhub is like super common mm-hmm. and we're not anti-porn. Porn is like the hottest thing in the world. I dragged my poor husband to the porn awards in Berlin. Um, oh not in Vegas yet. We'll <laughs> get there. Um, or the porn film festival. And it's like, there's so much more to sex and there's like just all sorts of stuff. You're going, whoa, did not think I'd consider that to be sex. And sometimes there's like mayonnaise involved and ketchup and all this like just put like some towels down and stuff Mm. but like what we see in Pornhub is like oral sex on a man Mm. tiny 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 bit of oral sex on a woman if she's lucky lucky. about two seconds of a DJ rub on on the clitoris (laughs) if that happens and then straight in penetration vaginal anal and voila a cum shot on the face and it's yeah. all like that's it yeah so and it's she like, loves every minute she of loves it. every bit yeah why wouldn't she of course like this is why lube is important get some yeah. for me later um but like that's a plus b equals c and i think that's because we have really shit sex ed and we don't yeah. talk about it yeah and we go to porn and we're like that's what sex is it's yeah. a plus b equals c so how yeah. do you like break out from that yeah, and I think one of the things that you named at the beginning, which is so important, and obviously you talk about particularly with uh, following your uh, PhD, but um, around porn literacy. And uh, so I was doing sex education for um, these these first years, um, and the one of the the topics I spoke about was was porn, and I talked about how. Porn isn't inherently bad. No. Um, but the problem we have, I mean, there's a few issues that we have, right? People not differentiating between um, uh, porn and sex work and trafficking, for yeah. example, um, which are two very different things, but that's probably for a podcast in itself. Very different. Um, but um, also is the difference between mainstream porn and ethical porn. Yeah. And that's where we can actually learn from it not in a sex education form necessarily in the mm. in the first way but but in in terms of being able to learn about how porn can be done in a way that's really conducive for everybody involved mm-hmm. mutual pleasure is a thing yeah okay 
So I'm going to do a quick audience poll. Hands up who watches porn. Okay, way more people than I thought were going to put up their hands. So I thought none of you would be brave enough. Hands up who's lying. (laughs) Yeah, that's more like the question. Pretty much 100% of people there are lying, right? Mm. Most people watch porn. But why are we so awkward about it? If, If I said hands up who watched the Saw movies where people are like, gorged to death and like have mouse traps on their bits or I don't know whatever happens in the Saw movie some some extreme torture stuff it's been a while there's seven of them I haven't watched them it's a lot or like it just extreme gra- like squid games you know is pretty yeah. graphic is it games or game my old watching this squid games, games. Is it games? Okay, yeah, they're on the Netflix. I actually loved it. But like, so why are we okay with saying, I like to watch really gore, bloody horror, but watching people have sex? Oh no, I can't, can't talk about that. Can't talk about it. Yeah, yeah. I think that this country in particular, obviously, as as we know, and and, uh, has a lot of ties to sex, sexuality, and shame. Mm -hmm. And those being so interlinked. And, um, I think we have a huge... I mean, even the UK has a long way to go, like a very long way to go around sex education. Yeah. But I, I think what's... Yet again, in the, this um, lecture, little did they know that they would be spoken about. <laughs> but I, I went into the class and I said, okay, you know, so who had sex education in school? And there were, I think, 52 students there and nobody put their hand up. And I said... Okay, I'm just going to clarify. Who had sex education in school? Nobody put their hand up. And I said, biology? Like, did it, did, did it happen through biology? And they said, oh, yeah, we got it through biology. And I said, did you talk about pleasure? No. Mm-hmm. Talk about consent? No. And that's really worrying, considering yeah. this, like, we're in Massively. 2021. Yeah. Wait, are we in 2020? Um, yes, we are. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, wait, what year is yeah. it again? Yeah, yeah that's times. pretty depressing. Yeah, yeah, it was. Really and disappointing, actually. I was surprised. Yeah, mm. like that, like, you know, there's so many arguments that we've had in the media and stuff lately about why we need sex eds. Mm. And a few years back, I think you got it as well. We were all called pedophiles for advocating for good sex ed, as yeah. if that's kind of the same thing. But yet we're at the point now where young people are entering college and they've no sex ed. Like your first yeah. year of college, you should be like riding rings around each other, like yeah. COVID permitting and yeah. stuff. Why no. not? But like, and then, so you're throwing them all out there and you're going, figure that out for yourself. And yeah. then people come to you with issues yeah. down the line. And I think that's yeah. a huge problem. And I see that in my therapy room and it's irrespective to the age which mm. is this idea that sex and having sex and pleasure, masturbation, whatever those things are, but ultimately having sex should just be inherently known. Like we, yeah. we should just understand it. We should just be able to do it um, without having to reflect yeah. or with having to communicate. Because once we get into the communication part, um, which is an, like something that I feel is is absolutely imperative to be talking yeah. about around sex education is how do we talk about it? It's not what we talk about, but yeah. how we communicate it too. Yeah. And I think the idea that leads into it is like good sex is often viewed as I know 53 positions and we're yeah. going to do 47 of them tonight. Yeah. <sighs> Having the stamina, like no. that's just not happening. But like, that's what people think good sex is. But good yeah. sex is like communi- being able to say, I want to yeah. do 47 different positions and maybe yeah. going, no, <laughs> let's yeah. not do that. Yeah. And I, I yeah. say that, com- uh, that good sex is communication, consideration and curiosity. 
about yourself and about the person that you're with and ultimately yeah. finding out how can we do this together and both enjoy it what works for you what works for me yeah. I like the curiosity part of that because mm. there's so much sex out there like if you think of it there someone's having sex that way like you know if you think of like I'm really attracted to balloons someone out there is having yeah. sex with balloons like and I love like the fetish community I love her like they're so neat mm. like I saw this documentary once with this guy and they're called Lunars if anyone's interested in googling um and he was really into like the neck of the balloon right. and you couldn't pop it don't pop it but other people are like no you have to pop it you, ha- you have to pop it do not right. not pop it and others are like no it has to be a long balloon and others are like it has to be a round balloon so there's okay. so many like layers and like people get really specific right. but like how do you get that curious without feeling weird about it because like lunars we might laugh at them but they're not hurting anyone yeah apart from the environment maybe like <laughs> balloons aren't biodegradable get biodegradable balloons is that a thing i don't know but like yeah how do you get to the point where you're going i want to do some freaky shit without worrying about being judged by people as we are kind of doing now <laughs> Yeah, sorry, sorry, Lunars. Um, I don't know where to go with the from the blink <laughs> statement. Um, no, but I think ultimately this goes back to. I mean, it goes. It probably goes way back to the beginning of of your kind of blueprint around the mm. sex sexual experiences that you had, the way sex was communicated at home, um, the way nudity was was communicated at home. Mm-hmm. Was there nudity at home? Um, and then um, I suppose it goes into the narratives that you take around social constructivism and the way in which you are um, supposed to be or yes. should be and the expectations that you have on yourself mm-hmm. in those narratives that you hold from from society's expectations. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that obviously is depending on a multitude of factors like... Yeah culture, religion, family systems, gender, sexuality, you know, list goes on. Yeah. That's okay. That's a lot. And that's a lot for like one person to unpack all that by themselves. But even like, let's take gender. So like Mm. a lot of the stereotypes we have in our society is that men are always up for sex. Yeah. They're total legends and can fuck around as much as they want. Yeah. And girls are sluts for doing that. And they should be shamed for, or else they're frigid. Is frigid Mm. still a word? It should not still be a word. shouldn't be. I hope it's not. Let's try that in the should bin. ask that on Monday. Uh, but like, that's like really unfair on guys who also didn't get sex ed and are expected to know everything. Mm. And they're meant to turn up and be like, hello, I am the sex legend. Yeah. Like, that's really hard to live up to that. No yeah. pun intended. Like, how do you kind of break away from that and be like, here's how I find my authentic masculine sexuality? Yeah, and I think that that's a really difficult thing to do because there's so much ple- um, pressure um, and that's mm. very hard to move away from. And that actually does take a lot of challenging yourself, mm-hmm. challenging the story that you're telling yourself. But equally, it's about stepping out of your comfort zone. So what I talk mm. about with when we talk about like sexual scripts, yeah. so those are the, the social constructivist narratives that we hold around sex sexuality, um, is that we need to start challenging what we're seeing, what we're surrounding ourselves with, who we're mm-hmm. listening to, whether we take those up as facts as well. Mm-hmm. And then I suppose it's really important to break away from that. So one of the best things I always suggest is um, listen to people who push against the gender norms, 
those gender binaries. Listen mm-hmm. to people who perhaps push against those stereotypical aspects of, of sexuality. So start mm-hmm. to immerse yourself in other stories and other narratives. And that mm-hmm. kind of brings back a sense of empowerment. Yeah, absolutely. And that sounds really calming. Like, so basically what you're saying is don't listen to Joe Rogan. Like, <laughs> don't get me started. <laughs> But like, yeah, that, someone said the other day, Joe, no, Joe Rogan is for men what Gwyneth Paltrow is for women. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of see yeah. it. I kind of see it. But so does that lead to people like say, say, say men, let's pick a man for a sec, like coming to you and saying, I'm a sex addict or I'm a porn addict because yeah. they're hearing all these messages about sex and it's really hard for, you know, people to reach out and go, what's healthy sex? Yeah. Well, I don't tend to see or hear even what's healthy sex. I hear what's normal. Mm. That's the big word that I tend to hear. I'm, you know, I'm, this is not normal. It doesn't tend to be I'm abnormal. It tends to be very specific around the word normal in itself and it's, it's Mm. in its entirety. And so what I, I mean, I hate the word normal, and so I obviously challenge that in the first instance to, as to what normal is. But mm-hmm. um, in, it, it is that sense of, um, yeah, just feeling like there's something wrong with me. And if mm. we think of something wrong with me, then we have to think of shame. Yes. It's about I mm. am bad rather than I've done a bad thing, which tends to bring in guilt. Yeah. Mm. The guilt and the shame part comes into thing a lot like talk to talk us about that because it's in our dna basically like <laughs> it's intergenerational in ireland guilt and shame you could just could not have sex because you'd be locked up in the laundry yeah. or you have to emigrate which mm. is just mad if you think about it that's mm. not actually that long ago that that happened yeah. so yeah, yeah. And, so, I, and yeah. I, I think that's something that I, so I was in the, uh, well, you know, so I'll tell these people. Um, I was in um, London for the last 10 years. <laughs> Sorry. So when I moved back just before COVID hit and, and Caroline, Caroline and I met, um, I was very, I have been very struck since I've um, started to get Irish clients through of that shame. We can't yeah. talk about it. Yeah. We don't want to talk about it, particularly with couples. But is there a way to get around the sexual issue without having to like talk about my feelings? That's so, I cannot tell you yeah. how common that is. And unfortunately, it's more common in men, which of course yeah. is, is really toxic to men, men's mental health. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we talk about mental health in the country and we're like, get more services. And you're like, well, obviously, yes, but also talk about sex some more. That might yeah. relieve a bit of that mental health pressure. I can't really see Leo talking about sex too much and mental health. Probably should, but yeah, we well, don't like Leo. <laughs> Stephen Donnelly, I can't imagine Stephen yeah. Donnelly even talking about. Can't Something even to do imagine Stephen Donnelly talking about health. Yeah. Trampoline sex, that could be a thing. Yeah. That could that could work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, let's get his image out of our heads for a second. Uh, we just had a very disturbing <laughs> image there. But like, so that shame. Like, talk me through how how people come to you, how people come to a sex therapist, because mm. that's a big step to take. Because like. Everyone should be in therapy all the time, constantly. That's my personal belief. Not like 24-7, but like once a week or something. We'd be so tired. <laughs> so tired. Be, your therapist would be going, what now? Like, what is going on with you now? Just go to the gym. It's fine. Um, but like, how does someone get to a sex therapist? So battling through all that shame and stigma and actually saying, yeah. I have a bit of an issue. Yeah. But that takes so much courage to so do that. So much courage. Yeah. So much courage. And that's what I always say to people. And I even said it to somebody this week, actually. It's like... You didn't have to be here. 
Like you could have been hiding under your duvet and you were brave enough to sit here in front of me. And I actually do believe as, as a like psychotherapist alongside a psychosexual therapist, it's much more difficult to be with a psychosexual therapist to speak with a psychosexual therapist because sex is so vulnerable. It's that thing that's apart from, and maybe these bloom people, there's some that probably just do it in their bedroom, but you know, they, they, do it on the TV too. Yeah. Um, but, you know, our, it's this closed door, curtains drawn, like, um, under the covers. And so now I have to talk to people about it, uh, talk to somebody about it. And, yeah. you know, I have to know a lot of the details. And it's very courageous to sit and talk about yeah. it. Especially, like, if you have, if there's a dysfunction yeah. or an issue or something, like, because yeah. that's, your bits aren't working or whatever. Like, yeah. that's kind of hard to go and go, I actually need help and talk about this. And not yeah. necessarily a doctor, like a GP is used to looking at all your bits and bobs yeah. and it's not a bother, but talking about it emotionally and with feelings is terrifying for so mm. many people. It's like, yeah. just talk about it. It's like, that's not as easy as that. Yeah. And actually yeah. just on the word dysfunction there, and one of the things mm. I try to do, so I've kind of moved away from the more medical model, which is like a bit, mm. well, it's kind of biopsychosocial, but very, okay, hold on. How do I explain this without getting <laughs> nerdy? Um, but I try and move away from that very solution focus, focused cognitive behavioral therapy, which you may, I'm sure many of you have heard about and into more, um, existential type of psychotherapy, which is, is drawing on, um, existential philosophy. That's all the nerds you're going to get. I, what that means. But the, ultimately <laughs> what we're talking about is meaning making and how okay. we, we make meaning from our lives and our relationships. And I bring that into sex because I actually don't believe that we can separate our sexual selves or ourselves from our sexu- sexual selves. And so mm. ultimately what that means is I've started to distance the word dysfunct from mm. the word dysfunction. That's why. Because we've got yeah. functioning and dysfunctioning. So we've mm. got that word normal. You're normal or you're abnormal. And we're labeling or pathologizing by doing that. And that mm. only reinforces stigma and shame. But not everybody <laughs> believes in the way I, I believe because it doesn't necessarily work with the DSM-5. Okay, sorry. Not this the is why note. you're Ireland's top sex <laughs> no, therapist. I'm not, but so. the idea is, is that people come to yeah. me and we don't necessarily say, you, I don't say, you've got erectile dysfunction. Mm. What, um, now, no, not going nerdy again. But um, the idea is, is that I try to empower somebody back. So mm. you're struggling with performance anxiety. And so we can normalize mm. it. So I can say that before I walked up here, my hand was shaking. I turned to the person out there and I was like, God, I wish this was gin. <laughs> um, you know, and it's this sense of mm. like, we can then normalize and rationalize it and then do something with it. That's, yeah. that, that doesn't feel as, as, as harmful as sometimes the, the discourse is around uh, sex and sexuality. Yeah. Like it's totally normal to have nerves before a match or yeah. to give a presentation. So yeah. you would have nerves if you're about to stick your bits somewhere in somebody or yeah, all that kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah. or say, hey, I don't know you really well, but you want to do this like very niche thing or something. Yeah. Like that's really scary. And mm. yeah, it's like there's a lot of bravery there in people who stand up and say, this is the kind of sex I want, and then this is how I'm having it. And yeah. are you consenting? If not, see you later. I'm gonna find someone who's more on my level so yeah absolutely yeah. and and I, so I think it, it is important to to be mm. able to find that level of comfort and that's part of what sex therapy is about it's mm. about finding a way of 
of um, bringing that curiosity in and self-exploration. And maybe yeah. if you're with a partner or partners that you can be able to learn about each other. And then mm-hmm. it becomes much more about evolving and flourishing um, rather than yeah. focusing on a dysfunction in itself, which by mm-hmm. the way, I am for when you need to diagnose something and it's, and that's important. So I'm not yeah. negating that. Well, even like you were saying, your lecture during the week was on sexual nourishment, which mm. I just love that phrase. It's just like as nice as a bowl of chicken soup or something mm. like, you know, nourishing and satisfy. Yeah. Mm. And you're just like, you know, just like treat yourself kind of thing. Yeah. Like sexual nourishment is, feels like it's the complete opposite to sexual shame. Yeah. And well, interestingly, feeling. it's actually sexual nourishment and advocacy. Ooh. Okay. Talk, talk, tell us about this. What? Yeah. So this is um, kind yeah. of a conversation with one of the lecturers that I had, that I have, who's a lecturer for me, um, in my doctorate. And um, so we kind of talked about it over the course of the summer um, and mm. their health and social care uh, students. So the idea is that, that hopefully in whatever walk of life, and that's why I'd brought up in the sex education that I hope would be empowering for them, but also would debunk some myths and um, Mm -hmm. stereotypes that they would have and that if they heard, whether it was a peer or a friend, but of course, whatever career path they get into, if if it's around um, health, um, that they can support somebody and and give them the correct information. Um, So yeah, Yeah. it's quite cool. I really like that because a lot of people are getting sex ed from TikTok and that's not a good thing. Um, and unless it's Shauna Scott. Unless it's Shauna Scott. You bow down. Shauna Scott from Sex Shopping, get your Irish sex toys, all good. Um, but that, like, I like the idea of like, you know, Instagram and everything is great. And did we probably meet your Instagram? I think we did. Probably. Or true Shauna, probably, something yeah. like that. But And, and Instagram is so great. And tic- I haven't got time for TikTok. I just I haven't got the energy. Um, yeah. But like, there's so much like just really shit sex ed out there. And it's from like 18 year olds who are doing a great thing objectively, but there's no life, there's no like mention of like trauma and like abusive relationships. It's like, here's how you have an orgasm. It's like, that's the easy part of sex sometimes. Well, for lots of people, not for some, but like the emotional side is missing from, Mm. how long is it TikTok? 90 seconds? I don't know. I have no idea. I'm too old. No. Um, A minute, let's just say a minute or 10 seconds. Yeah. I don't know. Is it like five? Call Shauna. Yeah. One (laughs) does. One does. But like, so how do you like, how do you like, I mean, your sessions are like 60 minutes. 50. 50. Okay. Even less. Um, But like really good for like getting into things. But if people can't grasp the emotional side of sex in like a 10 second TikTok, how do they cope with like 60 minutes to talk about the emotional side or 50 minutes to talk about the emotional side of sex seems extraordinarily long. It's like doing yeah. a PhD or something like, yeah, just like forever. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and that's my job, yeah. right? Like honestly, and, and yeah. that's my job. And, and some people come in and they want to go free, free flowing and that's all good. And some people want to come in and they want to talk to the 45 minutes is, are is approaching and and I want to make check in with them before we finish yeah. up and and that's okay um some people come to me and and the way we work is they give me a list of things they want to go through through and then we do that at the beginning and my job is to be mindful of the time and mm. making sure that we cover everything it may not be as deep as as we can go but it's yeah. still like the sense is that we can just ensure that everything's covered that they feel more secure as they leave but yeah. ultimately unfortunately it it's not linear 
And so we need to pace ourselves mm. and um, lots of self-compassion and patience and self-care. Um, but in and around trauma, I mean, we've spoken about this. Um, I am training in um, EMDR, um, so just eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, which is ultimately about um, being able to work with not only trauma but but painful memories too so that's going to be really hope hopefully a really succinct way of working Mm -hmm. through some trauma so that sometimes we can be able to get through to the psychosexual aspect too Mm -hmm. while equally holding space for the really difficult and upsetting situation they've been in or situations Mm -hmm. they've experienced I think one of the myths I find around things like trauma and sexual violence we won't get too deep don't worry it's meant to be fun um but like is that people think oh, it happened like so long ago, I should be healed by now. Yeah, I should be able to have an awesome sex life because that was yeah. ages ago and I dealt with it. So why am I stuck? And I think is that that myth of like there's a, a time limit yeah. on how long you're meant to be traumatized for. Yeah, yeah. It does not work. It doesn't work. No. And I mean, I think most of us wish it was, you know, a very you know, stopwatch um, and and then we'd yeah. be over. But unfortunately, trauma is just, it, trauma is an, an imprint. So it's stored mm-hmm. in our body and it plays out yeah. through our body. And that's one of the things that I think is really difficult, that it's not that we can go to our little hippocampus, which is our memory, and like get rid of that, yeah. mem- like memory, like a filing cabinet, you know, and get rid of that file um, because it's mm. all here too. And, and that's what's yeah. really challenging, particularly if there's been sexual violence, because mm-hmm. um, it can make sexual experiences yeah. overwhelming um, or yeah. impossible. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And then, like, for people like that in that situation, I kind of think, like, masturbation, because I had to mention it, of course, um, is, like, it's, it's medication and therapy in itself. Mm. Like, masturbation is great. Everyone go do it. Not now. Um, when you get home. <laughs> Um, but it like Jesus. lowers your blood pressure, <laughs> helps you sleep, it lowers your stress, yeah. it gives you better skin. Like all these things are good in a pandemic, but especially maybe in therapy when you're like, you know, need to, it's too scary to be with another person. Yeah. Yeah. But you're still horny and you still want to yeah. explore your sex life. Yeah. So talk to me about masturbation, Aoife. <laughs> um, so I think there's two things in what I'm hearing there, which is first thing that masturbation can be really good for you know that curiosity aspect Mm -hmm. self-exploration understanding yourself better being able to articulate what you're feeling being able to articulate your needs Mm -hmm. your desires your fantasies etc so even if you're not in a relationship Mm -hmm. um sorry but no I can't remember your question. Sorry, I digressed. Um, Just tell us about masturbation. <laughs> sorry, I was trying to recap and I was like, no, lost. Yeah. Um, I have been listening to people all day, so <laughs> I am good at my job, <laughs> I hope. Um, no, but I, what I mean is ultimately it's a, it is a learning experience yeah. and, and it's a really powerful tool. Mm-hmm. But also what I think is really important and just what you're saying around, around um, relationships and this is what I was coming back to is that... Um, there's this idea that if the person is your partner mm-hmm. um, is masturbating, that they don't fancy me mm-hmm. or they're not interested or they don't want to have sex with me. There's something wrong mm-hmm. with them or us. Yeah. And actually, desire discrepancy is so common in couples, particularly straight couples, that it should be encouraged. It's a really good way of evening out 
the, the yeah. differences between two people. And a great way to pass a few minutes. Absolutely. Well. <laughs> yeah. Freedom. Yeah. They're gone out. <laughs> gone to the shop. There's some people who view masturbating as cheating. Like you're cheating yeah, on your yeah, partner if you're watching one, yeah. porn and mm. masturbating. So yeah. does that come up in your sessions? Um, does that come up in sessions? Probably. I can't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't say Don't, if it yeah, come you're up. Not, but I, but, yeah. but I, I, I'm. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it. I'm sure it does. General terms. Yeah. Not like yeah. yeah. Peter yesterday. Yeah, like he's he's all about that. Uh, Tony, Tony, we mean Tony. Uh, Tony's dying wherever he is listening to all this. Like his face is as red as this. But um, yeah, okay. So how do you move on from masturbation? Um, or we don't. We we'll just stay stay at it. All the puns coming out tonight. Do you know in what we could podcast. talk about in terms of masturbation? Actually, which um, it could be a good good segue. <laughs> Good segue into um, this is our life. Like, this is just, like, <laughs> yeah, okay. we just message each other all the time. <laughs> Talk about <laughs> masturbation. And <laughs> <laughs> um, is um, the pleasure gap? Yes, because we touched upon this as uh, um, yesterday, wasn't mm. it? It was like, oh, okay, like what do we talk about? And I, and I said, oh, we could talk about blah blah blah. And yes. and, and actually, the, the reason why I say masturbation and the pleasure gap. Because it suddenly came to mind, because I was talking about straight couples, um, is around ma- um, masturbation in uh, for straight women. So basically, the pleasure gap is another, which also called the orgasm gap, is another form of mm-hmm. gender discrepancy. It's another form of gender inequality. And it's particularly mm-hmm. researched among cisgendered um, heterosexual couples because um, gay women or women who are sex with women are normally much happier in their sex lives and reach orgasm a lot more than straight um, couples do. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, the stats are that 91% of men and 39% of women orgasm every sexual experience. Um, now, women, um, straight women, have, have, I think it was like, I can't remember the stats, it's been a okay. while since I, I looked yeah. it up, but I, th- I think it's like 70% will orgasm through masturbation. So ultimately yes, what like we're, we're talking about yeah. is how this yeah. isn't, this isn't a woman's issue. Do you know what I mean? She's not that broken. This, she's not broken. Yeah. No one's um, broken. No. <laughs> but, yeah. and, and so I think that's, um, probably something, you know, around masturbation, um, yeah. to talk about, although we've got, we can time. squish it in. Pun not intended, but kind of works. Yeah. Um, masturbation too. If you um, let's immerse Tony. Tony, come up and talk about masturbation with us. <laughs> he loves it. Um, so if you're in this situation, it's like Jerry's final thought. If you're in the situation where you are in a straight couple and your man's getting off 91% of the time and you're getting off 30, 31% of the time, 39. 39. it's pretty shit. How do we address that? Apart from dumping them. It's not practical all and the time. And apart from talking to them, Caroline. Apart from talking to them. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start with that one first. Okay. Start with that one first. How do we actually address that and make that 100% for everybody all the time? If you're yeah. in the mood for it. Well, like, I think firstly, it's first, like, I mean, firstly, it's about communication and saying, you know, I'm struggling. So if you wanted to, to use a tool, effective communication is probably the best one. So, you know, using <laughs> I statements, wearing your heart on your sleeve, um, trying to avoid blame, which is very impossible for most couples. Um, so I would be kind of encouraging um, 
holding your own, tegr- own integrity, whereas equally being um, compassionate towards the other person and exploratory with the other person. Mm. Um, so that's the first thing I would be, would be suggesting. But also, do you know how to orgasm yourself? Because oh, me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just looked at me there. Swapping I was like, interview roles. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing all right. <laughs> um, and so, if we think about the orgasm gap, right? It's 85 percent um, of of women um, orgasm through clitoral stimulation. But yet, it's like something like 95 percent of people would define sex as being penis and sorry, straight people. Um, would define it as being, and that's all genders, um, penetration. Mm. So if you're thinking you're not having sex, um, then that's probably going to be an issue too. If you're the way in which you're defining sex, that's going to be an issue too, which brings us back to our lovely first year student too, who made that quote earlier on. Fair play to them. I hope you gave them an A. But um, you mentioned using tools like communication. Yeah. I'm going to make the very obvious joke of using other tools. Oh, yeah. Sex toys. Yeah. They're not a competition. They're a collaborator. Absolutely. Which is a great quote from Stu Nugent I saw on Twitter. Mm. But like a collaborator, but people are threatened by sex toys, perhaps, mm. in some relationships. Yeah. Why? Um, I think it's yeah. this idea that I should be able to make my partner orgasm mm. and I shouldn't need anything else, which brings us back to sexual scripts, which brings us back to bad sex education, which brings us back to these ways in which we view ourselves within the world. Mm that expectation and those shoulds mm. um so yeah that's a lot of pressure and this is why your job exists mm. so people can go to you and figure that out or they can research and just buy some sex toys and figure that out and go to you at the same time mm. you can do all the things it's not one or the, the other things. yeah not at the same time so no. that's that's a very different thing there is therapy in some places in the states where you can have sex with your client sexological yeah. body work but that's never going to happen in our society that's not going to be the counseling industry isn't regulated as it is <laughs> having sex with your clients it's not going to be a thing as much so um yeah definitely not I'm not even going to start on this one, <laughs> yeah, to yeah. be honest. I just, I don't know what state's there, but it's on Google. It doesn't if matter. someone needs to go down that it's way. It's not happening here. No. Um, so, so I suppose to wrap up, your advice are all the lovely C's. So communication, curiosity, and... Consideration. Consideration. Mm. I'm going to throw in consent into that as well, but that Ooh, shouldn't need to be said. That's but, a, yeah, yeah, I don't, purposely don't put that one in. Yeah, because we shouldn't need to. Yeah. Like, because then it's not sex, so yeah. then something else. But yeah, so curiosity, communication, and consideration are your magic formula mm-hmm. for happy sex. Yes. I like that. I like that. Okay, I hope everyone wrote that down. <laughs> or three Cs, four Cs. For a silent C. A silent C. Yeah. For consent. Yeah. yeah, a mandatory C. There you go basic level um fab listen it's been so much fun thank you for popping my live cherry live on stage so thank you. um this is fab. i didn't drink any gin no thank you don't oh, crash your car no. as you drive home um where can people find you if mm. they want to find more information or tell a friend about it or stalk you on instagram all that wonderful stuff so. um so just jewelry therapy D or U or Y. Um, mm-hmm. And that's my Instagram. 
that's my website. That's okay. my, I think I, I went rogue and wrote jury sex therapy on my Twitter. Um, but yeah, that's, those are, are you a TikTok person? I absolutely am not. Okay, fair enough, fair yeah. enough. I, li- I like to watch them. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. about it. That's right, we leave it to Shauna. So yeah. um, that's fab. And um, are you open for referrals at the moment in case I'm anyone needs it? fully booked. But okay. there is a new yeah. website called Sex Therapists. So therapists, plural, dot IE. So there's a few of us on that. Um, but um, if anybody would like to train as a sex therapist, I would greatly appreciate it because we need more in the country. Yes, please. Please yeah. do that. Please do that. Yeah. That would be an awesome thing. So Eva, thank you so much. And thank you to the audience for not running away. Thank you. Yeah.